0: Are you Mandalorian? I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy
1: like my father before me Three Men and a Baby Yoda Podcast Matthew Dylan
2: Callan This is the way This is the way
0: This is the way way. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the seventh episode of Three Men and a Baby Yoda podcast. We are coming back a lot quicker. We're now looking at one week turnaround times, which is very good after a five to six week layoff. Today, we have we are missing Callan, who has unfortunately fallen ill with a kidney stone, but we have brought in an international recruit from the San Francisco area,
2: Mark Perez. Hello from there, the Big Milk <laughs> podcast.
0: How are you, my friend?
2: I'm doing fantastic, thank you. Really good to have
1: you, and also uh, our resident, the
0: Big D, Dylan Shikalis.
1: The Big D's back. Well, gentlemen, it's nice to see you both. Unfortunately, again, I don't have a cam, but that will be uh, that'll be sorted out soon. Uh, Mark, pleasure having you here, mates. It's, it's nice to actually finally be able man. to talk to you one to one. So why well, say two to one? But, uh, you're looking forward to today. It's going to be a good chat. Indeed, very much looking forward to it. I
0: mean, I've had the pleasure of uh, probably being like on the Brady Bunch screen, one of nine on a <laughs> on a <high laughs> chat where we, we we basically sit and wait for about 40 minutes to talk for about two minutes and then get a two cents worth in. And you know, we you, we were doing those week in, week out every Mandalorian episode, just hyped with enthusiasm or post show post show adrenaline. Uh, How have the last few months been for you, Mark?
2: Um, They've been good. It's it's been a little frustrating in that we're almost at the... I wouldn't say almost at the end, but we're nearing the end of a lot of this craziness that we've had over the last year with COVID. But, you know, as people get vaccinated and things get a little more back to normal, we're going to be okay. But it's just we're so near the end that I'm just ready for it. I just have to wait a little longer. But otherwise, I mean, yeah, between the content that we get you know, with these new shows and everything and be able to interact with everybody online. It's, I've been able to get by. I can't complain.
0: Yeah. No, I think if you, if you've got a Disney plus strong internet, a microphone and a camera, those those are the bare minimum requirements now, I think, to to get by in a pandemic, even even though Dylan doesn't have the camera, but I... (laughs) Moving forward, it, camera is mandatory, Dylan. Okay, oh you have one God. week. This is this is putting you on notice.
1: I'm always I'm always running on a schedule with this podcast. First with rebels, now with the cam. Jeez.
0: Well, we got a big <laughs> show today. I mean,
1: the whole the this this this
0: whole recording today came about due to our beloved rebels hashtag Rebels Remembered three years to the day, and it's quite funny. If Callum was on the show, I. I probably on a, every, every three months, I send a picture of the Rebels finale to, uh, to Cal and via text and just go, never forget their sacrifice. And, uh, yes. so, so for the three year anniversary, for everyone to sort of be on the same page that I am every three months, I was absolutely loving it. Mark yeah. and I were just tweeting just a <laughs> passionate love for the Rebels crew that, you know, getting specter two checking in and everything. We were just going ping-ponging back and forth, and then I just DM'd him saying, you know what, uh, we should really uh, have a show and have a chat about this because there's a lot of love for the show and, and yeah, we've been wanting to great. get some some guests on the program so that we can talk about, about their podcasting experiences. I mean, we're a relatively new pod. We're seven shows in, but we're... We're getting there, I feel. And, uh, and it's great to, you know, get an international recruit. You're the third man today. So the, the third man of the three men in the baby Yoda podcast, we seems to down. So you're an honor, honorary third man. So tell us a bit about yourself, Mark, and, uh, and,
2: and your podcast. All right. So I have lived in the SFA area for all of my life. So I've seen it grow. And, you know, ever since I was a young kid, it's like, I, you know, Star Wars has always been a part of my life. You know, I got to see New Hope when I was a little kid and then it really didn't, I really didn't I loved it then, but it really didn't all come together for me until Empire because then I was a little older and I could kind of take everything in a little more, you know? yeah. So by the time I got the Jedi, I was just you know, just complete fanatic, right? Um, You know, and then I continue with the prequels and the sequels and everything that's come since then, but um aside from that, just any part of geek culture has been something that's Always captured my attention, whether it be animation like Star Blazers, Robotech, Voltron, those sort of things, comic books like the X-Men, you know, anything that I could like dive into that just made me feel like I was reading something that was just something different outside of my own world. I was always drawn to so. That's definitely been where I've come from. Oh, and I should add that Star Trek as well. I, I love that. So, um, and, and aside from that, as far as podcasting goes and everything, um, yeah, this podcasting. I've been doing that, I want to say for a good 10, 12 years now. I started, uh, with a movie review podcast with my friend Mindy, uh, way back when, uh, and it was called The Devil and Miss Mindy. And we used to go, um, you know, do different movies, you know, it was about every month or something, but then we got busy and that was that. And I had only guested on podcasts after that. And then back, you know, when I got into, diving into the Star Wars community online on Twitter, I got to meet more people. And then I started guesting on their podcasts. And then last year over the summer, Brian from Pink Milk hit me up and said, hey, look, we want to do a Mandalorian round table, but we'd like to do it from a queer perspective. And at first I was like, wow, can I do this, right? You know, I I didn't know what to expect and I just took the dive. I'm like, let's just do this. Let's see how it goes, right? And then, And the next thing you know, we get to meet, All these interesting people from all over. I get to hear perspectives about the Mandalorian that I didn't even think about, right? I just, and then we all just started sharing our stories and it just, this new little found family just started growing right and you know the next thing I know after that the roundtables ended that had been a fantastic experience and Brian asked me if I'd like to be part of a live stream podcast you know and he told me about pink milk after dark and I was like I don't know I've never done a live stream right it's like I didn't have a camera that I thought would be great for it the lighting everything so I was like well if I'm gonna do this I'm gonna go you know, all out, get the proper equipment, get this done right. You know, I'm going to do right by Brian asking me to do this. And so we started doing, I think we're, we're probably going to like about like five months, maybe now. I'm trying to think when we started and it seems like we've been doing it longer now, but it's, it's been fantastic. I'm, I'm having a great time doing it. And I love the people that come in and chat and join the group with us. And, you know, um, it, it's, Allowed us to again grow and get to know each other and get to know the people that are out there and share our stories with everybody, so that's been interesting, but yeah I, i'm I'm loving the Star Wars podcast community because I got to meet a lot of them in uh, Chicago um at the celebration, and it just went from there that I should add was also part of what like kind of grew like the friend group and how I was able to get out there and kind of you know start guesting on shows more.
0: I feel like that's definitely the, uh, the catalyst and the connection for so many of you guys. And I, it's the biggest source of my FOMO. I mean, I see so many pictures of you guys at <laughs> Star Wars celebration. You know, you all seem to hang out. You all um, you know, get your little click going and I'm sure you're all going to various, uh, events and, and, um, sessions and stuff, having the best time. And I imagine the parties afterwards, uh, and, and the, the banter and the chat would just be, would be enormous. Uh,
2: yeah, there was a strong Aussie contingency at that celebration. I'll tell you, man, <laughs> like before we knew it, I was like, oh, the Australians are here, right? It was a whole group <laughs> that would hang out and it was awesome. Um at, at one point, I found myself just surrounded by a bunch of the podcasters that I hadn't really gotten to know yet. And I was just like, where do I begin? It's like, you know, I want to talk to this person. I want to talk to that person. But, you know, over time I got to do it. But it it's, it's overwhelming in the best way possible. No, I know. I mean, I, one of my biggest regrets
0: is uh, hadn't, having never been to a you know um, Star Wars celebration. I mean, it just seems so hard to get tickets, and it is.
2: It, it's 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 a bit of work.
0: <laughs> when was the last time you went to to celebration? I mean,
2: it, the, it would have been in Chicago, and I have tickets for Anaheim. So, I see. If it, so, because I mean, I believe if you had tickets for
0: the one that just got cancelled, yeah, you, you sort of get some uh, special preference, which is going to make me. All the people who, who are keen to go for the next one, it's going to be increasingly hard to get to get tickets to this one because right. the FOMO levels are up. <laughs> I don't know what the square meter rule is going to be. I mean, I've got an idea. Bring Star Wars Celebration down under. Surely there is enough yes. people in Australia just to fit the fit the fit the bill where the yeah. safe place on earth. Dylan, what do you right? think?
2: Exactly. Although we'd all have to go into quarantine for a little while before we can actually join the celebration, I suppose. Yeah, that's well, I mean, the easy. vaccinations work. That's um, true.
0: That's true. Get this vaccine going. I want to I hit up Josh Chapman, Catherine Neen, Steel Saunas, get, get, the, get the council together, the celebration council <laughs> down under. Yes. We need – I mean, if, if they're going to film the, the next five years of Marvel movies here, we've got a volume here – there you go. We need a celebration down under.
2: Yeah, this, 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 I, I don't think it's too far off to be honest. I honestly, it'll have it'll happen. I don't see why it wouldn't.
0: We need one because it's so hard. To, I mean, well, one like when a celebration occurs, that by the time the tickets come out, all the hotels in the local area cool. are sold out. Yeah, yeah, people that people plan really well. I mean, I, I had a look just as little. I'll put my uh, toe in the water and see what it's like. I've got on the mailing list, and then I look at and then like all the hotels are sold out, and then like the only tickets left are Sunday within like the first two hours, and, and mind you, I, it's three a.m. Sydney time. Yeah, and yeah, here I am looking at celebrations that I'm probably not allowed to go to. With my wife's not probably going to let me, but I'm still <laughs> having a look just in case. And right, right.
2: Yeah, for, for planning purposes, you got to know what you're getting into. You never know when it's going to. That information is going to come in handy, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. And so my, my my plan was, you know what? I'm just going to set up my own podcast and get it so successful that that they they request I go to the celebration. You go there. No,
1: that's, that's that's the plan. do you think, way. That's the mall way. <laughs> That is very ambitious, <laughs> but you know what? I like it. I like it. And if that's not going to work,
0: let's bring it down under. This could be the pod that changed Star Wars community down under. This could be the one that unites everyone. Bye-bye, go if you're listening, probably not. Um, someone, Kathleen Kennedy, bring Star Wars celebration down under. We just, we need it. We need it. <laughs> and I'm sure... That, you know, the Corey's and the Kessel Run people and the Steels, they'll come, they'll come to us. I mean, oh, yeah. we're oh, a yeah. great place. Like, Are you guys have me? it so good. You guys have it in your backyard. And maybe
2: it's time that you traveled for a change. Yes. Yes. Why not? Right? Fair's fair is <laughs>
0: fair. I agree. I agree. So, I mean, you mentioned that you've been doing this, you know, for, for 10 to 12 years. I mean, I, I would have been, it'd be great to know what it was like podcasting, you know, throughout the sequel trilogy and how, how, what are your thoughts on that, on the trilogy and, and
2: which one of the three is your favorite? All right. So for the sequel trilogy, I mean, you know, there are things that I love, things that I don't like about it. Um, With The Force Awakens, I loved the energy going into it because people were just waiting for a new Star Wars <laughs> film and it just like it was this fever pitch like it was that, huge. right before right i mean being at celebration and having that trailer hit i remember watching it with everybody at Anaheim and it was like stru- tears are streaming down my face, you know, because I'm just, I've just seen Han and Chewie again. <laughs> it's like, you know, it was, it was something else. I'm um, getting goosebumps just you and, thinking yeah, about it. Was insane. It was it. insane. And, you know, I mean, overall, I, I think there's parts of the, the secret trilogy that I don't care for when all is said and done. I, I, Rise of Skywalker is not my favorite i'll put that out there i don't hate it but i don't love it so we'll leave it at that right i think that the one thing the most divisive of the films is the one i like the most because i find it the most challenging and that's the last jedi right because it just gave it this kick in the ass excuse me i don't know if i'm supposed to use language or not but um it just gave it the, the kick in the rear that it needed i loved the challenge of it um and just seeing Yoda return in that film—talk about an ugly cry moment—I I just I couldn't collect myself in the theater after that. I was was not expecting that because I went in spoiler free. And seeing Yoda on screen again with Luke was a huge moment for me, and I will never forget that.
0: No, no, I agree. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, my my thoughts—you know—almost channel channel yours identically. Like going into the Force Awakens, I've, I mean, I remember as a, I was a kid when the poster for Anakin Skywalker came out, you know, it was young Anakin, Darth Vader's shadow. Yes. And that was that was fever pitch. But I don't think we had social media back then to the level that we have back in 2014, 2015. Yeah. And just the hype because J.J. Abrams was coming off, you know, Star, Wars, Star Trek reboot that started, well, in hindsight, you know, I, I feel like the first one was good, the second one was okay, and, and I can't even remember watching the third one. It's just... No, the, the Star Trek films? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it shouldn't be surprising how how this turned out now that we had hindsight as a factor. But I agree. Like, I don't know, this whole making it on the run. I mean, I get, I get that, you know, these, these guys are aging and it's time to lock something in before they pass away or yeah. um, it gets too late. But I think now the future is in a lot safer hands and and you know they'll they'll learn from that experience what do you think yeah and yeah oh sorry yeah,
1: yeah i think i think we're much like both of you i think the just re- rewinding back a bit for me um like you said earlier mark i grew up with star wars as a, as a young kid so a lot of the um The originals, I didn't really understand. It was more just a visually. This was cool. I was a kid, right? So I think growing older and once that we, once we got news of these sequels coming out and this was at a time that me and Matt started to get quite close a a few years back. And that was sort of Matt. I would say Matt was with the catalyst along with my, my father who sort of brought my Star Wars love back to, back to the surface. Yeah. And it was just binge watching the movies, talking to Matt every five minutes at work. Any, any spare moment we had, I'd just walk into his office and we would just talk shit for, oh God, it would have been half an hour. And then until someone has to pull me away, like I think the camaraderie of the Star Wars community along with the movies, whether they're good or bad, I think that's what makes Star Wars such a big franchise and the love that we all share. Um, there's always mm-hmm. going to be the good and the bad of everything, right? We, we, we wish for a perfect world where Star Wars has no flaws, but look, at the end of the day, there's some things that some people like and some things that cater to other different people, right? So, yeah, it's good that we have, we're in a position now where Star Wars is so vast. The universe is only getting bigger and bigger. Um, so yeah, I, I that's where my position sits on it. But, um, yeah, anyway, as you were saying, Mark, you were going on.
2: Oh, I mean, I just, think, like you were saying, just in general, we have so much to pick from and so much ahead. There's something for everyone. Yes, It's it's a fantastic time to be a Star Wars fan, honestly. You know, and, you know, you don't have to like everything that comes out, and that's okay. You know, don't Mm -hmm. hate on it. I mean, because obviously some people make that their personality online, but for the most part, it's just you know, if you don't like it, cool. Move on. You know, you there's gonna be something along soon that you're gonna love and then you're gonna be like, Oh, this is the this is my Star Wars, this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah. And and we have so much on tap that's like the projects that are ahead, whether they be books, whether it be animated series, or whether it be an actual live action series or a movie, you're gonna find something you love. So And I said this all due time or- a few weeks ago where I think there is so
1: many different media platforms for Star Wars now that it's actually expanding. People's knowledge and their uh, their curiosity. Like for me, and I guess Matt, we probably wouldn't ever go and read or listen to a book. We're very much a film base and visual, yeah. Sort of um, that, that's our experience um, medium. Whereas now the interest with the High Republic books and um, and even the like the Rebels and Clone Wars. When I was younger, I, I watched parts of Clone Wars, and it was just on like the cartoon TV. When I was like, yeah. yeah, it was never something that I went out of my way to to go and Disney watch. Disney XD, Disney, yeah, Disney XD, that's it. But um, <laughs> yeah, now now we have Disney Plus; it's all there in one place, and I think you've got a lot of people around the world who are just tuning in and trying to catch up to where people like yourself, Matt, and yep. the rest of us are. So yeah, so, well, very no, I think, really I, think with,
0: I, I think with the Mandalorian being such a uh, yeah, globally. F- huge phenomenon Mm. and I mean season one the way the way it panned out they didn't really draw call back too much as they did compared to season two and we'll we'll get into that a bit later but I remember seeing The Last Jedi and after that came out I was like oh I gotta wait two more years for Star Wars. Mm. After The Force Awakens came out I was like I can't wait two more years and there was this whole other you know I guess because I was I think what it was like 29 years old or something. And I was like, am I too old to watch cartoons? Probably. But there's this whole seven seasons of Clone Wars and it's on Netflix. It's just there. If I click it, I'm watching more yeah. Star Wars. And and after The Force Awakens, I'm like, okay, it's back. It's been, I don't know, how many years since, since Revenge of the Sith? I mean, I've got to watch it. And I was just mesmerized within. I was like, what was I thinking, thinking that cartoons were too... Too infantile for me, especially when you see like the Ark of Mortis and some of those, yes. some of those, some of those storylines are just incredible. And then learning about Ahsoka, like it was just, I can't believe I'd, I'd shut myself off from that. And then I was starting to watch videos from, from celebrations and you know, you you'd get the Rebels trailers and uh, I watched the one where we're, we're thrown came back into the fold and people are (laughs) cheering. People are going nuts. Mm. And I'm thinking, thinking, oh, my God. And then, because, I mean, I read the Thrawn books and Thrawn's one of my favourite characters outside of the movies. And so to see him coming back in so many animated and live live action potentially, we will, um, you know, I just gobbled up Rebels as well. I I couldn't get it far. And I kept telling something, do not skimp on these cartoons they are better and people are like nah nah i'm too old i like, do not trust me and then like, yes, exactly. all my mates all my mates are like nah nah i watch the movie i only watch them for the movies i'm never going to need them and now um you know after that season of the mandalorian i'm just sitting there trying to be as smug as, pos- as, as possible so, as i'm trying to say i told you so but i'm you were wrong Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Oh, you know, who's Grand from like, Oh, dude. Um, who's Bo-Katan? Dude. Like, yeah, so much goodness. Um, I mean, the Mandalorian, speaking of, you know, picking parts where you love to tell, tell, walk me through your experience of Mandalorian season one and how, how, how you, how receptive you were to it when it first came out. I mean, yeah, give us your thoughts on, on season I'm one right. of Mandalorian.
2: All right, so when it first started, I didn't know what to think. I knew we were going to get a, new, a Western type development, right? So I was like, okay, well, I have an idea. You know, we have this new character, and it took me a while also to get rid, to like, get used to the soundtrack music, right? Because it was so different. And mm. now, when I think back on it, I'm like, it's every bit Star this is Wars, iconic, right? Iconic music. Yeah. This this it's is, like this I is, don't even think twice, right? But at first, it was it was a little bit jarring. Then I, you know, that kind of all like I got used to it and I was like oh this I do love it though this works perfectly for the show um and then that you know at the end of the first episode we get the reveal of Grogu and I'm like what the hell just happened right I was like I didn't see that coming you know and, yeah and the next thing <laughs> you know I mean that's all anybody can talk about you know I mean and I loved how the dynamic of Din taking care of this child and, and the child taking care of him, you know, it just, it worked beautifully. We got to see characters and aliens from the Star Wars universe that, you know, we love and, and and it was. It made me feel like a kid is what I loved about it too. And then introduced us to all, you know, these other elements and everything and, you know, a little more of a dive into Mandalorian culture um, through Din's eyes, you know, as what he saw. Um, and then like the IG unit. I mean, we were scared of it at yeah. first, and then we end up loving it by the end of that first season. I mean, that's, that's beautiful. I love that. I love those elements. Um, Moff Gideon being introduced to me, and it's an amazing villain that Giancarlo Esposito is such a fantastic actor, and he's perfect for that part. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I just fully appreciate the fact that I can watch Star Wars on TV like that. I, I just never thought I'd get to see that. No, was there I agree. anything I mean, sorry, man, yeah, man. Was there anything that you were
1: worried about when you first heard that oh, Manta yeah. was coming about? Was there anything that scared you? I guess <laughs> <quite laughs> even after the first episode, because I know there was a very much a, a standpoint of was, was the Mandalorian going to become very much a disney sequels sequel?
2: Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I think if that, I mean, or could it translate correctly was probably a worry a lot of people had. Yeah, Cause how's it going to work in like these small, like,
1: By you side, know, in episodic like, format, right? Yeah.
2: It's like, how is it going to work in it? The, but they made it work. I mean, you had a good writing team, the acting The way the story unfolded, they absolutely had a plan, you know, Mm -hmm. and it just, it was all carried out in in such a manner that it made you keep wanting more. Um, because, Again, with any of these shows, you have bad writing. Something doesn't click right with the actors or the special yeah. effects look wonky. You know, you, you know how hard we are to please the Star Wars fans at times. And we were ready to, like, disregard the show. I'm sure if 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 it didn't quite live up to the expectation, I'm sure it would not be around. But they knew exactly how to put this on screen. They had the right director, they had the writing team and the right group of actors and creatives. and And we got magic. And I'm so thankful because it really, really, really could have just synced it. Like yeah. sunk the whole damn thing. And 100%. we wouldn't be here talking about it. That's right. No, no, I agree. I mean, like I,
0: Star Wars TV's always they've always I mean George Lucas tried. I mean, I think it was something called Star Wars 1313 that, that they never got off the ground. And you know, that that whole high high budget TV just struggled with that storyline and yeah. it had the potential to crash and burn. And I mean, I want I wanna ask you, Mark. When was the moment that you had were bought you were well and truly in? Because I know the moment that that I that I've just gone, okay, I am so in, it's not funny. And and for me personally, Mm -hmm. it was the moment in episode three when all looks lost. He's in the he's in the speeder. It looks like Grogu's gonna save him again after like like with the with the mud horn. And then The, the, the Mandalorians all come flying down and, and yeah. this is the way, like, <laughs> like i I, get, I'm, I got a tingle. I mean, the air comes on, but they got the tingles and I was just like, oh, I am so I'm, into this show and I, I'm buying every pop that comes out. You know, like that was the moment for me that I was just like, there's no going back.
2: There were chills. There were tears during that scene. I'll tell you, cause I was not expecting that. It was nah. a beautiful star Wars moment. But for me, I was sold, um, and it would have to be the moment that we saw Din chasing after the Jawas in the in sand- the Sandcrawler. It was just the pacing of it, the way it all came about. You brought these elements from old-school Star Wars with this new character, and it just worked. Mm. And I was, I was laughing because I was sitting here, you know— picking off these Jawas little by little as he's crawling up the side of the sand crawler, you know, and they're throwing stuff at him. And I was like, this is all working beautifully. I'm all, this is it. This is exactly what I wanted to see. I, it, you know, it's not like I had it all figured out in my head, but I was like this, I'm eating this up. This is star Wars.
0: I agree. It's like, oh, yeah. it's just like new hope episode 4.1, like sort of thing. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, a new hope. Just, you know, the Jundlin waste edition. And it was just fantastic. <laughs> um, what about you, Dylan? What was your, you know, pivotal
1: moment of of uh, well, you kind of kinda, you kinda stole my, my uh, that's my why spotlight. I went first. That's why yeah. I went first <laughs> because Matt, Matt knows I'm a, I'm a suck up for the Mandalorians in every in every essence. I think the 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 characters themselves or the the armor styling their yeah their, their way per se just fascinates me to the point where. I, I am always. I have always been wanting more. And I think when the Mandalorian first got announced, I was already sucked in. The name alone for me was was the giveaway. Um But I think once we saw that we're getting a, and like you said, a, a western style, a western style Star Wars show. For me, it was okay. Well, this this is an opportunity for um for us to meet a lot a lot more characters and to have something a little more fleshed out than a a couple of hours to to sit through. I think. Finding out that every episode was going to come every week, it left me in the hype with Matt. Uh, I remember sitting in, on the chair on that first episode, Matt, um, season one and season two. Uh, I don't know. It's just everything about it. There were, I don't think the only episodes that I wasn't a fan of was, I think it was episode, uh, episode four when they were fighting the, uh, the walker, the ATST. Look, that to me, I think that was the only point where I was, And this is kind of getting away from, from what I'm, what I'm here for. But then, um, everything sort of was brought back. So I don't think there is season one specifically, there isn't a specific highlight for me. I think season two is a little bit different, but season one altogether was, was amazing for me. That was, that was, it was a reignition of, uh, of my love. No, it's it's pretty crazy. Like, I mean,
0: it's it's funny how like when you look back with the, the magic of hindsight, and you can see. They thought, oh, let's just, let's just, let's just try our little fan service things. Like, you know, you had the Camtono with the best scars. Like, you know, we'll just throw that in. And, you know, we respect <laughs> that that Cloud City guy, the ice cream guy. Let's throw that in, see what, see, see what the response is like. You know, you got your sand crawler on uh, Tatooine, people are like, yes, yes. And as they grew in confidence, you know, they they obviously when we discussed season two, that they just went to another level, um, got braver, got bolder. And it doesn't get much bolder than the finale, but uh, season one was just fantastic. I loved, I love how it wasn't like Netflix. Cause I, I feel that if you just got eight episodes, it would really take away from
2: some of the magic. Don't you think Mark? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I wouldn't want, because there's already people that complain that there are certain episodes that are filler episodes. Right. And you get that, like any series you hear that complaint. And I think the fact that they kept it at this small amount for each season, it it makes for a tighter story and you don't get a lot of filler episodes. Cause then I think you would get a lot of stuff. The people are like, where is this getting us? You know? Hmm. Um, I think think people need to understand that the Mandalorian show
1: as it is, and like we're describing as the Western, it's not designed to be about this character and this character. It's very much around Din and his, his journey as a Mandalorian. It's not, yeah this is a great big storyline with the child I think that's that that's one of the focuses but I think it's understanding din's evolution as a as a mandalorian and as a as a human rather I think is is what we find throughout the series 1 and series 2 so I think a lot of people put this the perspective of well I didn't really learn much more than I already knew about the mandalorians or, or anything like that I think that was my takeaway after watching both season 1 and season 2 that Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grogu was a great big focus, but there was more to the show than just this is this is happening every episode. It's and it's an exploration of of characters. So, well, Din, the character the Din is
0: from season one to season two has changed dramatically. dramatically. He's yeah. no, he's not the same person. I mean, he's he's less Mandalorian than than ever, he, and his humanity's come out to the fold. I mean, he's you know you see his love for the child. He took his helmet off. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I've loved that journey and it's uh, it's uh going to be interesting to see what they come with. And what fascinates me, and I think everyone thought at first was, you know, oh, this, we're not getting a Boba Fett show. And, you know, you thought, oh, well, if we, if we have this show, we'll never get the Boba Fett show or something similar, but... Now that we, we have are. set up the Mandoverse, let's <laughs> say, and we got what we got with this. Just we'll, we'll go into it very soon. We're not far off season two, I'm, I'm frothing with excitement <laughs> on that one. <laughs> but you see, I now I can, you can definitely see yourself in a world where you can have that book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian show, and they they don't they're not going to cannibalize from each other because they've been drafted so well and they've been given separate storylines now, so to speak.
1: Yeah.
0: So on that note, let's, let's go to season two. Oh um, boy. Well, I mean, and that, you know, it was first night for us. I mean, I decided that we would, uh, I, I would make a, I got married in between season one and season two. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I just said as a joke to my wedding cake maker, do you do Star Wars? Do you, can you do a Star Wars cake? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, can you do a baby Yoda cake? She's like, hell yeah. I'm like, interesting. I might call you in a few months. And uh yeah. was, and so she she did a great Grogu. I had about 14 people over for the episode one. And well my God, I'm I'm just it was it was much needed after you know we 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 were, we, we had a few lockdowns um like you like you and um, yeah. the world had become a quite a strange place so for them to pull it off in that in that time and 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 have you know the, the preparation and planning and execution I, I I was so thankful for that I mean where where were you for episode one I mean what what time it comes out of you midnight for
2: you oh over here yeah yeah and so. If I didn't, I didn't watch it when it came out at night. And the only ones that I watched were the last two actually that, oh, late. really? But other than that, I would wake up first thing in the morning, have my coffee with it, and I'd be good to go. Start my Friday out the right way. Right. So, um, but yeah, when we got to the last two episodes of of season one, I had to stay up. I was like, there's no way we are not going to watch what's happening right now. Uh, that was so much fun. Now
0: we're very spoiled here where we like, it's Friday night, 7 p.m. for us.
1: Yeah,
2: right. Like, yes. you know, your <laughs> workday <laughs> is done. Different way.
1: Let us have something, though. Come on. <laughs> we were just talking about how we don't get celebration. We're that, we we're don't a, a celebration, but
0: we can yes. finish our workday, order a pizza, nice, yes. and then just sit it. down. <laughs> and then, but the is, I finish work, pre-show, pre-show chat, pre-show texts, get it on, get it on any kind of roundtable you could possibly have, theorize like... And just watch the magic develop. And I mean, I never thought in my wildest dreams we'd see what we saw in season two. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, just, I mean, <laughs> episode, episode one, great, great dragon, far out. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, I don't know. Everyone was like, Oh, frog lady, you know, but you just got to let. Let it build, and you know episode three. That's you know, Bo Katans there, and no one's complaining. Right. Oh, Frog Ladies are relevant, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just built and built, and then you know, And then we all knew us The funny thing was, we we had all the rumors of the cameos that were coming, and and probably what, what were you thinking? About? You you were probably thinking on face value. Oh, if we see fifty percent of what we're hearing. But I'll, I'll be happy i'll happily take that
2: yeah yeah but i mean oh it's insane it's insane because like if you think about it we all of a sudden bo was on screen and i'm like i can't believe this and then we get ahsoka and i'm like how is this even happening it's like i feel like a kid on christmas morning it's like you always think that you're gonna get that that like, one special toy and then when you finally get it and you can't go to sleep because you just want to stay up and be excited and play with the damn thing. Yeah, and not it's just that, it's, it's crazy. Katie Sackhoff as right. bo Exactly. And Rosario
0: Dawson, who's everyone's who's everyone's fan caster, drawn and decided. It's, it's like, wait a second, is Disney listening to us now? Are they giving us everything <laughs> we want? Like they let, they, 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 let, they let the angry mob write The Rise of Skywalker, and, yeah. now, and now they're just... Dave and, and, and John are just, they just given everything everyone wanted. And I mean, I am yet to find people unhappy with, with what we're getting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it has been fantastic. Season two was such an excellent ride. It was emotional. That last episode, it's like, I just, I, I watched it that night and I was so exhausted because it just took a lot out of me. Mm. But I could never, I never thought I would see what I saw. That was something else. I'll, I'll let Dylan explain the,
0: the we, we 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 caught up for me and Dylan caught up for the the three pivotal moments of season two it was episode one, episode five, and episode eight. And I had people over. I, I did a Mandalorian cake for the. I'm I'm done with my cake. Season three, there'll be no cakes, Dylan. Um, <laughs> what do you what know of yes, you You'll see.
2: Just wait. Well, it's it's two
0: hundred dollars <laughs> a cake, and and I'm a little bit done with the with all the the, the cakes you it see- up now <laughs> exactly but Dylan what to talk about episode
1: eight because oh, I'm I'm gonna cry if I get oh, yeah. it again I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go into this because Matt's gonna become a blobbering mess um <laughs> yeah I think uh, skipping over the whole the whole season I guess we're we'll going straight for the big bang um the rescue. So I remember Matt and I were on uh, Steel Wars's, what Was it was it the roundtable beforehand? Uh, pre-show discussion, Pre-show discussion. So was, there. I was, yeah, I think I, I think at some point. But I was on the currently on the train, just finished work. telling Matt, yep, I'm heading over. And then Matt sends me a link where <laughs> 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 was, I'm like, wait, Matt's on the pre-show. Oh crap, I'm tuning in. And then Matt says, hurry up and get here, and we'll do it together. And I think the first sort of 45 minutes when I'm there were sitting on this uh the pre-show hyping everything up and and then I I made the comment with steals that uh oh, playoff is ignite the green I am saying it's going to happen and I think a lot of people were at that point were after all the hype throughout the se- the the se- um the season it's not going to happen it's going to be something else and I just in in my mind just like episode 7 I was a believer but um yeah the episode starts and I think Matt and I were sitting there in just a state of... I think we had so much endorphins and and everything going through our, our brain that out of the... How many people were there, Matt? I think there was 12. Uh, I think for the, for the
0: last one, we had about 10. And um, I think that, that, that was that was the max people were allowed. So we didn't want to be too much. But... I remember when the X wing flew past. I just, oh, oh man!
1: But I, my, I, I, you, were in, you were literally in disbelief. I was saying to you, Matt, that's that's his X wing. There's only one. And he's oh, like, I wasn't in disbelief. I just, I just said, I, I literally
0: said, I think my mind is about to melt. Yes. Be- <laughs> and I just sat there, like this. Hand <laughs> was sitting forward, hands on his face, um, couldn't. I was catatonically just watching, absorbing, trying to process this, like. And I tried to make eye contact with anyone and no one would, no one would break and look at me. And they're just like, I've never seen so, so many fi- people fixated. And one guy, Scotty from next door, he he was watching, he actually had to go home and he he didn't feel comfortable crying in front of everyone. Oh. Um, <laughs> like, but for some people, this was just everything they wanted for so long. Um, and we just couldn't believe we were getting, I mean, Take me back, Mark, and tell me tell me your thoughts at the once 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 with the green saber came out and the ensuing five <laughs> minutes that that followed that was just
2: mesmerizing. Yeah. Well, just like you were saying, it's like seeing the X Men appear, and I was like, oh, "Who's that?" I was like, "Is that one of the, like the pilots we've seen so far?" Okay, <laughs> but then why would they just send that person alone, right? And then seeing it land, and then you know we get the. the we get the fighting and then we get the saber and then I finally see it's a green saber, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, are we really, really getting this? How is this even possible, right? It was insane. I mean, just it it I don't think I'll ever, ever get over what it felt like seeing that all unfold. Because you know, you get that. That's already one emotional gut punch right there. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to process, and then on top of that. You know, he takes off his hood. We see Luke and then Grogu and Din have to say goodbye. By that point, I was a blubbering mess. I was like, I'm done. I'm done, guys.
0: (laughs) And and, and just when you felt like you you couldn't take any more... R two pops big. around the car. That's right. In Steels' reaction video, that's the minute his head literally explodes. Like because he's just yeah. like like this blubbering mess, and then yeah. R two pops out. He's like, <gasps> and I, I literally see like his head explode, <laughs> and like the eyes behind. He's just lost it. And um, I, 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 yeah. I I love the fan reactions. Well, I mean, I've I watched that last twenty minutes, the last ten minutes. Dozens of times and my my, my my wife's just like why do you do this to yourself and I'm just like because it is I, I can't get over I mean every every eighteenth of the month like 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 with Rebels I text and I just go it's been two months and I still can't get over it. It was, it was yeah. good. It was, I, don't, I just don't know how, where they're going to go next season. Like, to, I, yeah. mean, I know, I know they're going to go somewhere. Like, they, we might, we might finally now go, right, you've, you've had your fan service, you've had your, your favorite characters, you've had the baby Yoda moments. And now we're going to Mandalore to explore this, this time period and this, this, this people's struggle for independence. And I get that, and I'm, I'm sign me up um, week in, week out. But um, I don't I know how top. you top what yep. we got because I don't know. I think that's the ace card that everyone wanted. What's, what? What? Where do you go down from that to to match that, Mark? What, what What's the next thing you want to see? Do you want to see? <laughs>
2: Well, if they bring back Luke in any capacity, I mean, I don't want it to become the Luke show, but I'd like to see what Grogu is up to, because I want to see what his journey is like and what Din's journey, Din's journey is like, because at some point it'll end up coming back together. Right. Um, they need to just grow on their own for a bit and then be together. Right. They're gonna realize it's not yeah. the same and they they are just as important as one is to the other. And you know, and in the middle of all this, Dana is figuring out who he still is and where his place is amongst all this Mandalorian culture. He now has the darksaber, which Bo is not too happy about, but it wasn't his fault, it wasn't like he was trying to achieve this, but he's now in the middle of he's knee deep in Mandalorian politics now. You yeah. know, mm. and so it's complicated. How is he going to be able to help the, the bigger cause now? Because there is no turning away from it anymore. He, he has to go through with it now, right? Yeah. And, you know, um, if, if Bo's going to hate him for it or Bo's going to be like, look, if we're going to deal with this. This is what you, your place is in all this now. Do you understand? And I can help you do it, whether she, Backstabs him or not, or is just gonna use him, you know? Because she is kind of a neutral, chaotic character in that sense. And mm. everybody kept saying this, and I just wanted to think, oh, she's a good guy, she's a good guy. But that that sword is pretty important to her, and this whole culture and this—it's like it—it it almost feels like I would say like a birthright taken away from you, and and of course you'd be mad, right? So I I don't blame her for being upset, but I just wonder if in the end it's all going to play out the way that it should. And then she won't stab herself in the foot, you know, cause the bigger cause here and the bigger, the, what in the end, it should be about Mandalore and the, the, the best that can happen for her people and the culture and bring it all together because she really needs to unite everybody. I think something that we're also,
1: so I think something that isn't in front of people's mind is Dr. Pershing as well. Right. So I think the mm. the cloning experiments that Gideon was doing, and we still haven't seen exactly what Grogu's blood has been used for. We we have an idea, but exactly. I think we we haven't seen, or, or no one's really talked about that. I think at this stage. So I think I think we're going to see yes, the Mandalore side of things, but there's still a lot of story that we haven't that hasn't really unfolded that yeah. they're probably keeping in their back pocket, like you said, Matt. So I think they do have an ace card. It's just what that ace card will be. Yeah, I mean, but where does where, where does where does Moff Gideon go? I mean, I
0: mean, in my mind, only really Grand Admiral Thorne coming back to yeah. sort <laughs> of neutralize things. Because I mean, right now yeah. Gideon's under arrest, so mm. he would need to show up pretty quickly, and then because I mean, I feel like he was doing—they're they, trying to sort of not trying to tie in the sequel trilogy because you know, this blood would restore order to the galaxy and the to bring back Pal- Palpatine somehow. Yeah. Um, and I they're to try and fill yeah. that somehow Palpatine in to sort of un-eye roll all those people who are just like, ugh, from the rise of Skywalker. Trying to, I, I feel like it, it's almost like flogging a dead horse. So they say, I mean, we had it, we've moved on. I mean, the the best way I got over the rise of Skywalker's disappointment, I, I went in with enormous expectations. I yeah. liked it, but what got me back on my Star Wars cheeriness was the finale of season one of the Mandalorian. So yeah. when that when that did that for me, uh, I knew that that's where my sort of love and attention had divided towards. So. It'd be interesting, but we should probably move on to the mainstay of what we uh, (laughs) what we can discuss. I mean, I mean for us, Mark, it's only five fifty-two PM, so I I don't want to keep you up all night. I mean, we could talk rebels until five AM. Right? Exactly. But let's get on to rebels. I mean, it's been three years. I mean, what I love about Filoni is he has done his Star Wars apprenticeship better than anyone I know now. And he's got yeah. John to help him. He he had his Clone Wars. He did Rebels. He was he did sort of like a, you know, on-screen shadowing at the with Ryan Johnson on The Last Jedi. He's he's, you know, he's he's really looks like the man that's that's gonna take things to the next level and the air apparent. And now he's had that sort of jump to live action and he's got a whole bunch of shows that he can be executive producer on. And he's really being groomed for, for the next level. Don't you think?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he was always the prodigal son. I mean, George obviously had like, look, this is what you need to do. This is like, you know, he showed him the path, so to speak. And it, it's been fantastic seeing all that George taught him and not like he didn't bring his own talent into it, but he obviously guided him and told him, look, this is, you know, if you want to keep going forward that this is where the story's going or probably give him some kind of a structure and everything, but where Filoni's taken it from there has been fantastic. It's been fun. You know, he, he, he is part of what makes Star Wars fun Um, and seeing these shows, these animated shows and what they've brought And then how the Mandalorian has connected to that. It's sort of mind blowing, you know, Uh, I just never thought that all that time we put into watching the animated series would pay off in this way because a lot of times animated is so disregarded. Right. And here we are, these important characters in the animation have started popping up in the live action shows. I mean, there's so many possibilities because of that now.
0: No, I agree. I mean, let, 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 let's 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 go into our five favorite moments of Rebels. Um because yeah, like there was there was just so much cohesion and you know, storyline that just blended together so well. I mean, I I'll, I'll go with, we'll start from season 1. I mean, I just loved episode 1 when Kanan's on the bridge and the, the you know, the reveal that he was a Jedi because yes. We're in a time when the Force is at its absolute, on the, the light side is at its absolute weakness, and, and he really, he was the last spark of hope to sort of be that bridging Jedi to to carry the yeah. rebellion through and keep the spark alive. And, I mean, the, the trailer for Episode 1 of Rebel or Season 1 of Rebels, is fantastic. They have Jewel of the Fates, and, um, you know, it's just fantastic. I mean, I I... It I was hooked from the first episode. Um tell me your thoughts, Mark, on uh yeah, season one of Rebels and favorite moment for you.
2: Overall, so I mean there's there's quite a few. When I go back and think of it, I mean I just going with like the first with the Sparkle Rebellion, I loved when Obi-Wan popped up via the Holocron. Yep. And we got him giving the warning, you know, of what had happened in the galaxy. And it was, it was a beautiful moment because we get to see this character back, but it's also so sad because of the reality of what has happened after Order 66. Yep. And the fact that any Jedi that are left in the galaxy have to live with this reality now, but there's still hope. And that is an important part of what launches this ragtag group of, of friends or family. I guess, you know, as you say, they are, they are a found family. And what they are to achieve together, you know, and then Ezra comes along and it makes it possible for Kanan to realize that he can't ignore who he is and that he is a Jedi and he gets to have an apprentice and by teaching him, he's going to grow as well, you know. No, no, I agree, so, I agree. Like, yeah. So did it it's so many important moments in that that first season. Like I went back and rewatched it this this last week and I just like I was like, gosh, this is a lot stronger than I remember. And I remember really enjoying it, but it it didn't really hit me how much what they were laying down, all the groundwork and all the characters and how fantastic they were. I mean, it's just it's a great, great, great show. No, no, we were just
0: discussing this because Dylan's just finished season one. Um, I, we and I, I like to think of it as sort of like the the the, the base of the cheesecake. Season one, they they really lay the foundations. They put time <laughs> into the character development. You know, what the Clone Wars had has nostalgia, and you know, you know the characters and the Jedi's, and I love how you know you get to see Plo Koonza, You get to see all these people that you know. Whereas these these are people completely made up. And starting from scratch. So you, you really need to put extra time into it. And then, you know, we sort of move into season two. And that's like like, like the Mandalorian. They, they, they sort of like test the limits and see. I mean, I guess in cartoons, you, you really got that, that luxury of, you know, you can play the music sort of thing to throw back whenever you need to. I mean, there was so much John Williams music played by Kevin Kiner. And then, you know, Darth Vader's back with James L. Jones' voice for season two. Yes. And then you really, it just gets the ball rolling. And then, like, you know, it's cameo after cameo. Leia comes back and the story. I mean, you know, Maul comes back, Soaker's back. Like, they, it, it really does, Filoni's, Filoni's formula. It, that's why when I look back and go, wait a second, season two of Mando really does mirror with a lot of the season two of Rebels. Like, as in, he got the confidence, the show was up and running, and and we saw what we saw. And, I mean, Twilight of the Apprentice. Oh. I, I, I don't think there is more hauntingly chilling episodes of animation ever. Like, yeah, that was just yeah. on another level. Like, like, you know, I saw a meme the other day and it's the Mandalorian finale and it's just the elevator with R2, Luke yeah. and Grogu and just says, imagine seeing this photo five years ago and trying <laughs> to someone explain it. Right. <laughs> Twilight of the <laughs> Apprentice, you have Maul, Ahsoka, Kanan, and Ezra fighting four inquisitors. I mean, yes. what? Like, <laughs> I look at that photo, and I'm just like,
2: what? Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's all like, a, how is this working? How is this possible? But it, there it is. And by the time you're done with that episode, Ugh. it, it, it just, was so amazing, so fantastic. And seeing that duel and seeing Ahsoka face him and the moment that we see Annie for just a split second and then we've, we we realize he's gone, you oh. know, and uh, it's heartbreaking. And yet Ahsoka has got to move on. You know, there is no saving this character at this time. This is, it's not, he is not for her to save. And, it's as and, simple as that. And we, you know, having the luxury of, seeing
0: Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. We know that he doesn't get redeemed till Return of the Jedi, but I know there was a split second on first. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. It went from James Earl Jones to Matt Lanter. Oh, and you the, were the, like, has- oh, my God, is he coming? Is he bringing him back to the light? Like, and he, yeah. you feel like he came and then, oh, my God. And then yeah. there was nothing. But And then, you know, that... I mean, I'm so lucky that I had no wait time between Twilight of the Apprentice and Season 3 because that would have been unbearable because, you know, what, what happened at the end when did Ahsoka survive? And I love yeah. Filoni's like Ahsoka lives and like, oh, it was just... <laughs> and then the trailer comes out and Thrawn is now the main, you know, yeah. he's now bridged from TV to, to, to animation. And he's everything you ever remember he was from the books and more by Lars Mikkelsen. Like, um, oh, I remember the moment when, um, Hera's been captured in her home and, um, and you just see Thrawn play out. He knows that that's Hera Singular in as his guest and the officer's a bit of a moron and and he has no idea and he's just playing it out. And he's just like a game of chess in front of you. And he's just like, I welcome you to rebel fighter, freedom fighter and and yeah. daughter of your nemesis charm Singular. And yeah. I was just like, God, I mean, he just loved to explain things and and just lay it out. And he was just, you could just feel the intelligence. He doesn't need to be force sensitive. He's, he's just that, that much of a brilliant tactician.
2: Yeah, it's there's nothing better than an eloquent baddie. So. Yep.
0: <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, I love it. It just made. I mean, season three really just hit its straps so hard. I mean, the development of Ezra and Kanan's relationship, and you know, the loss of the you, you could just see what it, what it did to the crew, and yeah, it was such a incredible journey. Um And then I, I season four, well. 16 episodes and what I love is that you you, you're seeing as you move towards a new hope you're just seeing how this sort of rebel cell is starting to form and and you see you know know that a rebellion forms at some point but oh my god this is the show that is taking us from one view to the greater view on Yavin 4 and the combination of how they're going to fight the empire like don't you agree
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I, that's just it. The closer we got to a new hope, you know, because we were waiting for that. We want that connection, right? Yeah. And just seeing how much the crew has matured up until that point is just fantastic. All the elements of the, the things you see that are coming together. I mean, the fact that at some point you get to see Obi-Wan and Maul duel, the way it happens. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know Maul dies in Obi Wan's arms, just like his master did, just like Satine did. And then on top of that, you know, you get that one scene with Luke running across the farmstead as as a teenager child was calling him. I was just like, oh man, this is too much. I can't believe we're getting this all in one episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: fantastic. I, and I agree. I mean, I remember like I love how. With the cartoons, they would release the season three trailer, and then they would do a mid-season trailer. So you would just yes, that's right, yeah. And I remember um, <laughs> season three trailer was like uh, the Thrawn reveal, and then season three mid trailer was you know you're in the wrong place,
2: come on, baby, like just yes, yes. oh
0: my god, in is that beast. what's <laughs> going? Oh. That that was just, and I like in that Maul Kenobi uh, moment. I love how you know because we, we, I mean, the fight only goes for, th- for three seconds, but yes. the way it played out was incredible. And that if you deep dive into it, yeah, Maul tries the same maneuver that kills Qui Gon, and mm-hmm. Obi Wan learns from that moment and kills him by blocking him that in that particular scene. So. And some people are like oh I can't believe after all that build up all you got was 3
1: seconds well you you're not. also going to take yeah. into account that these two guys are at uh, have they're at the end of their lives I think they both right. know exactly. they both know that that moment is going to end in that single strike so I think they've both yeah. accepted the fact and
2: whoever came out on top was going to come out on top but I think they both knew yeah. And it was much more like a samurai fight than it was yeah. an all-out duel like they were when they were young and they could, you know, fly in the air and do just mm-hmm. any old number of things that young Jedi can do, right? Or young Sith can do. Um But, you know, it was about so much more than that. And when all was said and done, you knew their fates were tied together. How it all ended was also going to be in the hands of one or the other, right? Yeah. And so that he died in Maul's arms was so fitting and even Maul understands at this moment, he, he's already done what he needed to. He's, his role in all this, it's come to an end. It's time yeah. for him to go. And I, I, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. No, no, I agree. I mean, the only my only criticism, season three. I I mean, it wasn't a
0: weak finish, but it wasn't. I guess it was never going to be able to mirror season two's finish. Like
2: season two was
0: like earth shattering, (laughs) you know, cataclysmic, and season three was battle on Adelon, interdictor disabled, get away. So. That was a little bit on the on, on the weaker side compared to what we got, but I mean, you, you can't have you don't go to a festival and every song's a banger, you know. So like,
2: um, <laughs> so you
0: know, you took what you got, and it, but season four, I mean, I, I think by that time I was back, I was on the on the on the week to week time frame because I mm-hmm. just gobbled it up, and then I I would just go back, and and then we had the Last Jedi in between that, and I, I remember from. Seeing the finale of uh, Rebels and Commander Sato, um he sacrificed his ship to save the rebels and disable the Interdictor cruiser. It was at that moment I, 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 like I said to you, Dylan. I said to to Brinkhead. I said I have a feeling, and I, I thought that Leia was going to die in the Last Jedi because she passed away, and I, I thought that maybe they were going to honor her death by doing some sort of ship sacrifice, and yeah. Um, Oh, I was close. We we had, (laughs) but it was holder, and I was just like, oh my god, like. My powers yeah. of guessing thing. I'm not I'm not like a Mike I'm not like Mike Zero who puts out a zillion theories and one comes true. I,
2: I put out one, five throw, to ten. Just throw the dart at anything, you know, see what it is. In
0: Mike Zero's <laughs> latest post is Kathleen Kennedy is going to murder George Lucas and Bob Oger <laughs> has betrayed, you know, John Favreau and and, and Dave Filoni and, and Kathleen Kennedy are not on speaking terms. Like It's just the stuff that comes out is ridiculous. (laughs) Um, Gina Carano to become president of Lucasfilm, like seriously, like
2: some of the girls they come up with. That's next week, actually. (laughs) So that's next week. Yeah. So go ahead. Sorry.
0: So so just for season four, final the final stretch. I, I felt this this unlike Game of Thrones that started amazing and then petered out. I I thought Rebels had the perfect, in fact, I I felt it had so much momentum that it it, it, it finished one season too soon because, well, I I guess they'd run out of time but it finished so well. Like Ezra's journey from season four to the final, I mean, up until the first nine episodes were, were, were great but the last six were some of the best Star Wars ever. Um, animation, maybe even film. Like Canaan's Sacrifice. Oh, yeah. I mean, you saw my post today, and it's retweeted, and now I have 50 new followers and uh, 550 <laughs> likes. Thank you, no, I appreciate it. Um, that was just – I remember – I was like, I said to myself, I can't believe I'm so emotionally invested in a in a cartoon character and affected yeah. in this way. I was numb. I watched it and like the credits, and it took me half the time to recover from that than I did for the Luke Skywalker reveal. But it was so powerful, and it hit me like a ton of bricks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate because, you know, over time, obviously, we get to know Kanan more. We see his growth again by taking on an apprentice. He gets to grow and connect with the force again. And it's just as his journey is just as important as it is as Ezra's. Right. And then but then he's like he takes his place in the long line of masters who end up dying or sacrificing themselves for the apprentice or for the crew or for for the bigger cause. Right. Um, and then I, I, you know, obviously when we think back, there's a lot of things in season four that are great, but like the world between worlds, I love oh. how that all came together. The Mortis trilogy and how that played into all this. Right. And then just seeing this new kind of like setting to play with and what is possible the emperor coming back and you know he, i love how he's creepy in that episode he's like he's he's pretty scary it's, it's awesome right you know it almost seems like a witch at a cauldron you know just brewing up his next plan right but the fact that ezra goes and does this and he's able to get ahsoka back I mean, it just the, the a lot, I know a lot of people were upset about. they were like, "Oh, but then you can do anything in, in Star Wars," but you know, it was just, it was played perfectly, and I loved how he was able to bring her back. And then, furthermore, you know, when it came time to him try to save Kenan back, and then Ahsoka said, "You can't do this," you know, mm. it, it's it, it, it or the sacrifice would be in vain. This is the way it plays out and Kanan wouldn't want that, you know, sort of thing. And, and so it's important because he's still learning. Kanan is still teaching him even after he's long gone. And so all those elements, I mean, I, 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 I love how they, even though we got characters from the other series to, to hop on board, they're not just there, you know, as like, I, I, uh, a cameo. They're there to grow as well. We see Ahsoka's journey in all this and she's grown a lot. And I mean, by the time we get to the end of the series and we see Ahsoka, the white, I mean, that's like a, it's an amazing ending, man. I was like looking at her, I was like, she looks so badass. Yes. I was like, that's
0: fantastic. <laughs> I know. I, I remember that moment when, um, Kane, if Kane is taken out of this moment, you all, you all die because, he's holding the fire back and and the helicopter, the, the little helicopter thing would explode. And, yeah, you know, you just see Ezra has to learn to let go. Um, he's just development. It was just fantastic. Like the character development and the person he becomes from the start to finish is just, you know, he just learns from Kanan to sacrifice. And then, you know, he does what he does at the end with, Against Thrawn and the Purgle. you know, I love how, I, I love when I go back now, and I, I I love seeing how much hate the Purgle got. Like everyone was like, "Shut <laughs> <"Sierra, laughs> stupid space whales! What the hell, yeah. man!" Like, and yeah. and I swear to God, like the music. I mean, a circus theme is now iconic, and I think Ezra's theme is iconic as well. And even the Purgle, you know, the Purgles have their sort of song where. um, it just gives me chills thinking about it and like, you know, yeah. take a look. And, bah, bah, bah. and then the pearls come and then Ezra's, Ezra's tune as well. It's just like, you know, they're just begging him to get off the thing. And he's like, I have to see this through to the end. You know, it's up to all of you. Now that, 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 that that's just, I, oh, I emotionally, <laughs> that's, that's another one my wife goes, why do you watch this four-minute window because it upsets you every time? And I'm like, because I have to. And, you know, this weekend. Because you
2: have to see it through.
0: I have to see it. And it's up to all of us. And, like, you know what? The last 24 hours has been wonderful. Like, I have posted stuff. You've posted stuff. You know, Vanessa Marshall, just like my tweet five minutes ago, Taylor Taylor, Gray. Gray, Taylor yeah. Gray liked a tweet. I had Steven Stanton yeah. like a tweet. Like everyone, you know, like I mean, these are just people liking tweets, but for nerds like us, they it's, a, it's awesome. a moment when, you know, yeah. I'm having a swimmy conversation with people that were in Star Wars. Like when Mark Hamill yeah. liked my tweet, I was on I was on I was on another on Cloud Nine for two days. And someone was like, dude, he just liked your tweet. It's not like he's your friend. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> For one one microsecond, I had Mark Hamill's attention, and that's good. exactly that's good enough for me. You know, there you go. There I'll take you go. it. I don't. I don't need to be his friend. I don't. Have, he's got, he doesn't have time for me. Trust me. I'd I, I creep him Yeah, in. but for that split second, I was the center of his world, and 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 that does it for me. Um, so it's just been an incredible journey. I mean, like I said, I mean, it would have been so much so good to get another year. I feel like. I mean, the ending was just perfect though. Like, yeah, it, it left you wanting more and it's better that they went one season early than one season too long. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, how do you feel though? I mean, with this new sort of Ahsoka show coming and we, you know, we basically, the theory is from the Kessel Run guys is that the Rebels animated series has been cancelled in the middle yeah. of live yeah. action, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, there's Twitter groups saying, you know, Twitter Twitter handle saying, save the Rebels animated series. I mean, where where do you sit with the whole <laughs> current timeline? And I mean, for me, more Star Wars, yay! But also, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So here's the thing i I am thankful that we're going to get to see these characters in one form or another continue because mm. you know. Yeah. I want to know what happened to Ezra. I want to see Thrawn, you know? Yeah. The fact that we now have bo and Ahsoka back in live action opens the door for so many new stories in live action. And maybe it's happening a little sooner than we thought it would, but, you know, many a great animated character ends up making the leap, or I wouldn't say many, there are certain ones that make the leap and they're remembered. Your Harley Quinns, you know, mm-hmm. those type yeah. and, and now Ahsoka, you know? Um, but it, it, there are a lot of people who really wanted to see this, the animated form of this continue because that's what they love. And they, they I, I think it's also, there's a part, there might be some, um, Apprehensiveness of if if it's going to work or not, you know. Um, like I have to say, like my friend Hope Molenax, who loves animation, she loves Star Wars animation. She was one of the the main folks that made Rebels remember the hashtag Get Out There and oh, really? and, and make it what it was yesterday. You know, we had we had we had her on the show like a week ago, and she was just we all talked about Rebels and everything, you know, and so it was it was super important because. I think about them and I think about the people that do love Star Wars animation. They don't want to see that get pushed aside for live action. So it's hard. I, I, I want everyone to kind of get what they want. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know what? If these live action characters end up being everything that these folks wanted, then they're going to be happy with that. You know, it's, it's just, it's just a matter that it all has to be done right. Cause I would hate to have them, you know, appears live action characters and are like oh that seems kind of off you know they should just kept them as animated characters so Mm. it's 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 interesting i i want i want to see where the characters go next and i i hope it's done right um but i don't want animation in general to just be pushed aside because I, i think it's a very obviously look look at we're here talking about rebels all this time later and 10 years from now it'll be the same it'll just be just as important to us just like clone wars was so i really think that that there, there should be time for animation and there should be time for live action. And I hope one doesn't end up canceling the other out, the other one outright. No, no, I agree with you there. And just before we, we wrap things up, I feel like we should just,
0: we, we've done the Clone Wars, we've done Rebel, but I feel like we should have a little, little window for S- the Clone Wars season seven, because that came out last year as well. <laughs> and that, I mean, yes, I feel like if you got the Clone Wars episodes during the Clone Wars, the anger around the Martell If you got those four episodes just during yeah, the yeah. whole hundred and something episode, you wouldn't, but because it took four of the 12, there was a lot of, I, I loved, I loved it. The Bad Batch. Great. Great backdoor yeah. pilot like we had with Ahsoka live action. New show. Um, Martell sisters, Ahsoka development, love seeing the pikes, everything. Yes. But yeah. then those last, f- the, f- the moment I saw that sort of cinema cinema sort of Lucasfilm Limited. I was like, whoa, this is different for Siege Man. I was like, and then the next, I don't know, hundred and something minutes was some of the best <laughs> <Yes>. I've seen. <laughs> and that Ahsoka's just Ahsoka went for uh, the, the 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 price of Ahsoka pops went. Up triple <laughs> after that. Like yes. everyone's like, oh, you want to sell your your um Ahsoka 130? Like, I'm like oh, no. no. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yes. like that that scene with the explosion and the double sabers, like yes. it's in everyone's everyone's war. not on mine. Like I'm I've I've everything I have here is I'm probably allowed to take away, but I cannot add any more stuff. I've this is the maximum stuff I'm allowed with uh with with my Star Wars pops, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> um, with my wife. My, my son is due to be born any day now. I was actually worried he might be born. Oh,
2: awesome. it's, it's, oh wow. That soon, huh? Yeah. Nice. Any day,
0: so, um, which is why I was like, let's get this in the can ASAP because. Okay, I, cool. Cool. Yeah, this, this might be the last one for, for, for some time, but I will make yes. some, I will look to make more time. But yes. I mean, the future is in such good hands. I mean, this is with Disney Plus the way it is, I think. Pandemic has really, you know. Some, remember, remember when John Boyega said, "Oh, you want? You're not going to Disney Plus, me?" Um, yeah, after yeah. Rise of Skywalker. But I feel like with the pandemic, people, are, oh, big blockbuster a- actors, are doing stream streaming movies, like for Netflix. Oh, yeah, and yeah. The, the 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 landscape has changed and you know we've just had one division that was you know i thought was fantastic 9 years, I loved it yeah i mean we didn't see one division round tables as much like mandalor I, I went into one division expecting a mandalorian type buzz and i was very disappointed week 1 and then had to readjust my expectation and that's what we have to do because you know you're not going to get star wars to hit you the same way you were when you were a 10 year old kid because i have adult experiences now and a different <laughs> brain matter but if you can adjust your expectation and take the good with the bad and, and, and enjoy that, you will. And we've got Falcon and winter soldier coming up in two yeah. weeks time. I can't wait. I got a shield right there. Biggest captain America fan. Can't wait for that. <laughs> then by the yeah. time that finishes visions will be out. Vision star Wars will be out. Yep. Bad batch will be, I don't know. Bad batch will be out. Then it'll be visions. Then book of overfair. Like, like the everything's playing out perfectly. Like, there is so much content. Me and Mark, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing things again and again, I'm sure, over the next... I mean, everyone's buzzing for May the 4th because that's when the roundtables and stuff come. Kind of, we we just feel, We're just... We're the literal... We're the, the episode four, of season one, fishing, yeah. fishing town in between, in between content. But it's an exciting time. Like the, 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 the map layout and the way they're doing it is super exciting in my eyes.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, there's there's so much to look forward to. I mean, and again, you know, where this all goes, what we see happens. I mean, the fact that we're still here again, talking about Star Wars and there's a lot ahead. I mean, we're, we're, we're so spoiled. It's an awesome time.
0: we, we, we decided to do this, I don't know, 10 hours ago. We've gone on for an hour and 60 minutes. Dylan, <laughs> I know you're still there, mate. I know, we had to finish oh, yeah. out a bit for the Rebels talk because he hasn't finished and he, he's, he, he's seen most of the end. So, but he's doing okay. a f- descriptive analysis uh, rewatch for us. But, uh, nice. Dylan, what are, you, what are you looking forward most to in 2021?
1: Oh, you can't do that to me. Um, Book of Boba Fett's going to be big for me. Obviously, massive Boba fan. Um, I think I'm really, really keen to see more of Clone Force 99. I really am. The story behind those guys and um, everything I've read and looked into, it it has me extremely excited. I think there's a lot that we haven't been told um, that's going to play out. But uh, yeah, I think uh, that's definitely one of the highlights for me this year, for sure. I'm, yeah. Mark, I, I all, I'm, all I'm doing at the uh, sorry, all I'm doing at the moment, where in my spare time, I guess, besides watching rebels and whatnot, is I just can't stop thinking about Kenobi. Oh. <laughs> can't. that's
2: right. Yes. I can't oh my stop. god. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. like
1: it's so hard with like it's
0: it's it's so close. But it's so far away oh, at the same wow. time, and it's, yeah. you know, I gotta eat, gotta eat healthier. I, I just gotta make it to Kenobi. Like, yes. Uh, yes. I don't <laughs> want to be the guy that, that <laughs> saw everything and then missed Kenobi, like <laughs> looking both ways across the street. <laughs> right, just so exactly. Like, I just need to get to the end of twenty twenty seven, and then there'll be another ten years to go th- to, to, to go forward from. But yes, there, there is literally so much around the corner they've committed to, and they've also shown us that they really can pull it off and they respect the law i mean you know like like you said you saw the sand crawl and the jawas and and that brought you back to 1976 1977 star wars and they really really i mean I, I think in in the credits you really see based on george lucas star wars says it more than anything it says mm-hmm. this is the this is the crew the maker we respect him more than anything and we think we're putting out stuff that he would put and be happy with. And I, I would love to hear his him to just come out and say, I like this. I love this. Yeah. Probably not we like
2: that. We made for it. We hey we may because on top of everything else that's already going on this year it's Lucasfilm's 50 years mm. right so it's like who, who knows what's ahead this year any celebrations any retrospectives they're gonna have to bring George in at one point to talk about stuff and then like what he did and where it's at now I would love to hear like you said hear his thoughts on what he sees his baby and and what it's become you know Ugh. so there's that. It's good. I mean, I, I remember
0: – um I remember I, – I don't love The Rise of Skywalker, but I remember on Disney+, Plus. you know how there's that um The Empire documentary of how George made Star Wars and how he financed everything, and it, it goes for three hours, and I watched it in a pinch. Um, yeah. And I got really emotional seeing, you know, everyone so young and the making of it and and the, and the struggle they went through that it took me to a place where I was – very much, I don't know. I, I was able to watch the rise go and just go, you know what? I love the moment of Han and Kylo on the bridge. I love yes. the friendship between Ray and Finn. I, I was able to go, you know what? I love this. I love this. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. But I was able to take yeah. just the good and go, you know exactly. what? I'm content. I mean, I mean. The funny thing is, I haven't watched a Star Wars movie in six to seven months because the probably because I'm watching the, the Luke Skywalker reveal on on repeat and and Ezra's sacrifice on a <laughs> daily basis. But um and my my wife is like, you know what? Like the other day, she said to me because I helped with um, a baby shower. You know, most most of the time it's just. That's a female thing that they 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 run, but I, I had to help out because it rained and we had to move it indoors. And she's like, "You've been really good and helpful. Let's watch Star Wars." I'm like, "Oh, thank you." You know, <laughs> and like, you know, she's probably saying, Normally, it's it's usually come back into the fold every now and then. So for yes. her to proactively go, let's 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 watch it. You know, she's a good egg, and she's uh she's in the other room waiting for waiting to come out and um. I think on that note, it might be a good time to wrap things up. Mark, why don't you tell us uh, where we can find you and uh, when? What, what's what's next on the agenda for you, podcast wise?
2: so um you can find me on friday evenings uh at uh pink milk after dark with brian and m where we talk star wars queerly um and also on a uh, podcast called taking a number two which is a star trek podcast on the <laughs> bad motivators patreon with nice. me steve uh dallas and Catherine is on with us from time to time um and as for me i'm I, you know, I haven't really talked about it much, but I'm working on my own thing and I hope to put that out there, but I'm waiting for the right moment, to put everything together because I just don't want to be... You know, putting out content that, like, other people have seen. I want to do my own thing, my little own corner of the Star Wars world and put that out there. And I don't want to do that before I'm ready. But I just, you know, I love it. I love the podcasting community that's out there. I love being able to come on and guest on, like, shows like your guys's. I mean, it's like, to me, it's so much fun. I get to meet with other people from all around the world and talk about this thing that has, like, kept us happy all these years and yeah, that's it's it's fun. It's fun being part of all this. No, no,
0: it's, it's so great to have you on. And, and 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 this is one of the reasons. Like uh, when I'm watching the community, it was such a wonderful sharing cooperative community. That, that you know, there are you know, obviously bigger pods than others, and and you know, bigger players. But it doesn't seem like there's egos and and you know, sort of like oh, I'm too too good to be to associate with you. It just seems like a really <laughs> yeah. wonderful community to be a part of. And and I was like, you know what. I'm talking about Star Wars 80% of my week via text, via phone calls. Yeah. I said, you know what guys? Let's come up with a a funny name, buy microphones, get the, get the, get the confidence up and get the formula right. And, and I am loving putting out stuff on a weekly basis. Like, um, yeah, it really is great to have you on. And Dylan, um, I love doing them with you. You can tell us where we can find you. Although
1: we know from, uh, it's with us. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, you can find me at three minute, a baby Yoda podcast. Um, no, I'm, I'm like you said, Matt, I'm excited just to be a part of the community. I think there's a real camaraderie about star Wars that has kept us all alive uh, and kept us all encapsulated over these years. Um, Mark first of all thanks for thanks for coming over coming on it's uh, it's been an honor to finally meet with you obviously I haven't been able to see you face to face so that's my bad
0: but, um, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll see him at Star Wars celebration down under 2025 down under. Oh,
2: there wow. you go there you go so I'll show you uh, some craft beers and we'll go from there yes yes please have some tim tams ready for me oh
1: tim tams <laughs> oh my god I haven't even had a tim tam for god I reckon it's more than 5 years <laughs> well, you, caramel please. You
0: know, no. you know, next time we watch Rebels, <laughs> when, when, when we get onto of the apprentice, I'll make sure to have a, a, a an array of Tim Tams and we can even do the tea thing where you where you get the Tim Tam and you bite the corners and then you suck the tea through and it's 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 a tradition here in Australia that's on another level. Oh nice. And you <laughs> suck the hot tea through the Tim Tam like a straw and yeah. it's like a chocolate explosion. All oh, right, right <laughs> I love it <laughs> yes you're in for a treat um, but on that <laughs> note I think we should wrap things up it's been an absolute pleasure and I, I look forward to staying staying in, in, in touch and uh, I'm sure there'll be uh, many tweets to go back and forth uh, I look forward to the next Rebels Remember Day <laughs> Bad Batch coming up there's just a lot to look forward to and uh, I look forward to staying in touch thank you for your time Mark thank you thank you for having me on may the force be with you guys May be with all of us. Indeed. Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate you listening to the podcast. We really love putting out this content and we really appreciate your viewership. If you could please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, it greatly helps the channel. You can find our Instagram at 3MABY Podcast or on Twitter, TMABY Podcast. And we look forward to catching you next time.